Hi, my name is Tracy G and I'm an inner work coach, NLP trainer and podcaster extraordinaire. Passionate about equality and a world that is more diverse and inclusive, giving each and every one of us the opportunity to be the best version of ourselves. As a biracial woman, I've experienced my fair share of discrimination in the past and come out on top. We all know that discrimination and bias still exists in the world today, and it's not always easy to know what to do about it. This podcast, All One Inclusive, is about celebrating all diversity and being proud of all that you are. I chat with inspiring guests and my friends as we share stories from news sources and listeners from all over the world who have experienced some form of discrimination firsthand. The aim is for us to be able to discuss this issue more openly so it becomes better understood by all and provide tips about what you can do to make a difference. The world may have a lot of catching up to do, but if we can imagine a more equal world, we can create change step by step, ripple by ripple. Hello, welcome back, Mino. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Oh. <laughs> so good to see your lovely face. Oh, um, having flashbacks. Yeah. yeah, having flashbacks, I bet. Yeah. So Bavna couldn't be with us. So Meal stepping in. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming back to have a chat. No problems. I've missed our little chats. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Mostly I've missed hanging out with you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> bless bless so when we so as you see on my screen I always put she her I just do now and so when when I suggested that to you and you did it you said oh you you feel it's weird well uh, to me like when it first started I I got like um, you know they were like oh if you do it then it's a sign of uh, being inclusive you know for other people who do it and I was like oh yeah fair enough but then um, as time went on and the debate got a lot more you know and to be honest I don't think it's most trans people I really don't I think it's a subset of trans people who are trying to redefine sort of womanhood a little bit you know by taking away terms like oh you can't call it motherhood and you can't and again it's a very sub tiny subset of people and you know that is something I don't agree with but it sort of made me think of more of I don't mind that anybody else does it obviously everybody should be allowed to say that I want to be called she she her or they them or you know whatever the case may be but I thought for myself, I didn't really want to have to do it because I've already, I've always been a, you know, she, her, you know. So for me, I don't know, it just felt a bit strange to have to, you know, say it again because it wasn't an issue for me, you know. Um, so, yeah, I would still do it. It's not like a hard stance or anything like that. But well, um, feel free to take it off if you don't want to put it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just found that interesting because somebody commented on YouTube on one of these podcasts. Oh, yeah. And, and on YouTube is a video. So you, that's where you see that on our videos, mm. uh, we have she, her or whatever our pronouns are. And somebody, random person commented, oh, how stupid as if you don't know, as if you need to, why would you need to label yourself? Right. Mm. 
and I didn't reply and I kind of wish I had but then it it's like became like I don't know it was last year yes. or something so yes. I just like I'm not even going to bother now so um, I just I personally feel uh, it's a way to show solidarity for yes. people who um, are non-binary yes specifically and that would be the reason that I would do it yeah. Was, was to show that you know I'm in support definitely yeah. so that yeah. that's the only reason I do it is to show that um I don't have a problem with people who identify as non-binary and and you can't assume that because somebody looks female that they identify as she her or if somebody looks male they identify as his him yeah and that and they kind of do it because it's a reminder for me as well Every time I do that, it reminds me because I'm used to just having binary observations. Mm. And, and the way I need, the way I remember things, if I want to change my behavior or my thoughts and the thing, the only thing I'm wanting to change is to be aware that not everybody identifies as him, his, she, her. Um, yeah. and, the only, and the way that helps me remember that is to have it in my face all the time, which is to use yeah. the... The pronoun descriptions and I use zoom a lot not yeah. just for this <laughs> so that's that's why I use it yeah that's yeah. what's important but yeah I get I get there's lots of there's always dark and light to things right yeah absolutely and I don't think it needs to turn into a a, a very you know people are, sometimes have a very black and white you know and for me this is not at all like it's very gray I mean I would do it it wouldn't be an issue for me but yeah I hear a lot of the people you know who don't necessarily like the defining of themselves not so much you know anybody else yeah usually there's I think there's a lot of people out there who sort of have no issue with supporting other people but yeah it's different no but it is I I do get your point of the fact that it serves as a reminder because yeah most of the time you can sort of not even have to think about it really in your day-to-day -day life that some things are affecting other people very daily in their life so, mm. yeah. I just that's what I would have written as a reply to this person who commented because you just reminded me of it but I think it's okay to not have the same opinion as other people because we don't yes. and well, that's absolutely fine totally fine mm. it's how you react to that opinion yes like how does that sit with you and yeah. it depends it might if I if it's a really high priority and for me high priorities come to human rights and well-being that's yeah. like my highest priority so if it if it's like all right I'm going to kill all black people I'm going to have a very strong uh, reaction to that yeah I'm going to kill all Jews I'm going to kill well, whoever yeah. I have a very strong reaction to that. But if it's like, I prefer not to use, identify with pronouns because mm -hmm. I am who I am and I don't feel I need to do that, then that's fine. You have your thing. I have my thing. I, am, I ain't going to get upset about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think most people sit in that way, like where they're like, oh, I'm fine with that. Like it doesn't, I have kind of an opinion, but it doesn't, you know, bother me enough to 
be a huge deal. And actually, oh my God, we watched this movie and my brother, my youngest brother watched it first and he told us, oh, we should go watch it. And on Wednesday night, I watched it with my mom and my other brother. And it was a Bollywood movie and it was so like very Bollywood. Like you can see that they spent like ridiculous amounts of money on set and like the clothes were beautiful and it was just, you know, one of these productions. But the themes were so like kind of deep and I really liked it. Um, God, it was like Rocky and Rani's Graham Gahani or something. But it was like these two sort of, people that fell in love that were very much opposites and one came so the boy came from a very traditional family and the girl came from a very more open family and then to get their families to accept each other they would move in to each like swap families and move in and you see the struggle even with the with the family that's more open because the boy is very like he's not very smart and he's all about, you know, training and he's not very cultured and whatever. And you can see their struggle with trying to accept him and stuff. But yeah, it was, it was, it was all about, and the, the boy does a speech halfway through. He goes, I didn't know that if you were to say, like, cause he, he's been taught since growing up that if you drink too much tea, you become darker right so this was like a line in the movie right he he said it the first time they went to drink tea and the the family that he was you know his girlfriend's family were like shocked and they're like what is wrong with being dark and they were like you know like they were just like what is wrong with you and he's and he later in the movie when he does his little spiel he's like I didn't know that like I wasn't like in my family that's just all they said so I didn't know he goes so if I didn't know how am I supposed to change and he goes and and he t sort of takes it a bit further, but he goes, well, if you're going to cancel me because of that, then how am I going to learn? You know, so it's like it's it was very interesting because I'm just like there were multiple things that he talked about, but mostly it was like if you cancel each other every time you disagree on something, like how is anybody supposed to learn anything? Exactly. You know, so, and then you just don't talk to them. So what's the big, you know? They yeah, and then they just there's a divide forever. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It was, I love that. I think I'd love that movie. Shame I can't watch it. Is it subtitled? Yeah, it is. It is. But like, because he's like, and the other theme is like, especially in India, I think very much a lot of people speak English, right? So actually, it's the other way around. If you speak a lot of Hindi and can't speak English, people look down on you. They think that you're not very educated. And his English is very like poor. You know, so in the subtitles, they write it as him saying it. So, like, you might have a hard time sort of understanding because, anyway, it's it's just funny. But it's definitely a movie you should watch yeah. because it, and it's I love entertaining. These, but. I love the themes and the, you know, the big important messages. I love the messaging there because it talks about parental influencing, cultural influencing. So you've yeah. grown up your whole life with these beliefs and these values and maybe they don't fit in the world we live in today maybe they're as a consequence they have detrimental effects on other people that aren't like you mm. and and you don't necessarily know that unless you learn unless you hear unless you're prepared to listen and then yeah. and you can't change unless you do that yeah. and people have to give you room and give you space yeah exactly to be able to do that and so that's that's why I think twice when I um, 
respond to someone with a different opinion to me because I don't know the shoes that I don't I haven't walked there in their shoes I don't know what life you know is and what their belief well I can I'm getting an idea of their beliefs and values from what they're saying but mm. I don't know how they've come there and I don't and I don't necessarily know if they're open to hearing another perspective mm. but I wouldn't judge them as a bad person though I'd like to think I wouldn't mm. uh, I'd be a, I'd like to think I could have an open discussion about it yeah. that's what that's what I'm aiming for but I ain't I am not claiming to be enlightened <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it's really good. I like the idea of that movie. Hmm. But, so, have you got? So, we haven't seen you in a while. Anything major to share? Um, oh, I'm changing jobs. Ooh, yeah. So, I'm actually currently on three weeks' holidays before I start a new job. So, that's as interesting as it's gotten, I suppose. <laughs> we have plenty of chats. Yes. Uh, anyway. So, yes, other than that, no, I think everything else is fairly normal. Yes, exactly, same old, really. Do you have anything significant since the last time? No. No, since last time I spoke to the audience, not really, just being, uh, getting on with things. Yeah, no, no, nothing's all right then. Let's just dive in, shall we? Yes, let's do it. So I think I have the first article from, so this is a CMB um, uh, article and the, I think the paper's called Make It and the title reads, resumes including they, them pronouns are more likely to be overlooked new report finds. And it's written by Ashton Jackson. So, oh, wow. How, how, um, how appropriate. <laughs> this is our first story. Okay. <laughs> I know it turns out yes exactly <laughs> interesting um, so they write the, the author writes inclusivity shouldn't just be present in the workplace it should be practiced during the hiring, hiring process as well but unfortunately non-binary job seekers are facing clear bias during the job job search according to a new report by business.com a business resource platform over 80 percent of non-binary people believe that identifying as a non-binary would hurt their job search similarly 51 percent believe their gender identity has affected their workplace experience by very or somewhat negatively okay Ryan McGonigal, director of industry research at business.com and author of the report, says the stats show just how much work there is needed around diversity, uh, um, equity and inclusivity and belonging in the workplace. I want to go down to what he does say. Companies should clearly outline initiative and timelines for improving diversity, equality and inclusion in work in the workplace. On top of that they should ensure that employees have a sense of belonging, investing in their efforts can only be positive for companies and team members alike. And so they did a phantom resume test. Uh, So they sent two identical phantom resumes to 180 unique job postings that explicitly open to entry level candidates, whether or not the inclusion of the gender neutral pronouns 
pronouns impact how employers perceive resumes. Both featured a gender, gender ambiguous name, such as Taylor Williams, and the only difference between the test and the control resume was the presence of the gender pronouns on the test version. And the report shows that the test resume in, that included they, they, them pronouns under the header. Uh, so they just did want to point out that she, her, and he, him pronouns were not tested. And they said that the phantom resume, including the pronouns, received 8% less interest than the ones without. Um, and fewer interviews and phone screening in, in invitations. According to the report, over 64% of companies that received these resumes were uh, equal opportunity employers, something that made the results a little more worrisome. The law makes it clear that you cannot base any employment decision, hiring, termination, otherwise um, on anyone's gender identity. And it's um, incredibly disappointing and unethical that many hiring managers in our study would disqualify a candidate for being authentic. Um, so yeah, and goes, he goes on to you know recommend that obviously workplaces put initiatives in and things like that to be more inclusive. So, do these is there any specifics about the type of initiatives these aren't about? In them? Um, let's have a look. Mm, well, employee education and conversations. Um, so if someone new is hiring, have them partner with someone more experienced that could bring light to biases. Um, you know, put strategies in place to check yourself and hold the team and hold the team accountable. Mm. Yeah, for example, your interview panel should be diverse in order to hold each person accountable for their blind spots. Um, same to be said with the filtering of resumes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Gosh. I just think it would be interesting if you just had resumes with no names, no gender, and you shortlisted, yes. then you invite people to interview. But at the end of the day, it's the hiring manager that makes the decision and it's really based on their values and beliefs at yeah. the end of the day exactly. um, because you know we see this with you know um ethnic names um yeah. as well like Bhavna talks about how all the time she's got an Indian name she's Indian heritage she's yeah. British um so she she grew up in Britain and with those and she's adopted those values in the culture but still retains her culture or parts mm. of the culture and you yeah. know strongly loves her culture and and how often she walks in the room and opens her mouth and the look of surprise and sometimes relief is her yeah. perception yeah. Uh, that you know she sounds the way she does sound and she says that's really like yes it's good for on the one hand it's good because she seems to be, they seem to be satisfied um, yeah. or more are happier that she just speak the way she speaks. But on the other hand, it's really disheartening, um, yeah. you know, for people who do have an accent, um, you know, that would be just as qualified, more qualified, just as deserving. Yeah. Because people can't get their head around um, working with that and a lot of the time it's getting used to it like I have an accent 
And I know that English speaking people cannot necessarily understand what I'm saying all of the time. Yeah. Especially when they're from a different country. I mean, English speaking people in England tend to tend to understand me, even if they're from a different part, because they're used to hearing different accents. And it's just a time thing. Yeah. Get used to hearing accents. You'll come to understand and learn the nuances of what they're saying. Anyway, that's the whole thing. But yeah, the they, them, it's interesting because it's like, well, what initiatives could you put in place? Well, this would be one of them, encouraging your workforce to use these. These. Uh, yeah. And, you know, um, even having it on your website, you know, when you're having addressing, you've got the director and you've got your team and they're on a website. So this is public facing. This is who we are. Yes. As a company, it could be having the pronouns there because that's showing that you are aware that people yeah. use different pronouns and yeah. that you're accepting of that even if nobody on that website has a they them yeah uh, I think that that's one way these are my suggestions mm. but it's interesting what do you think what would you do because you're you're in you're a hiring person you're I am person. I look through oh, hundreds of resumes that drives me nuts and to be honest I've never seen a resume with pronouns in it mm-hmm. it's just never been a thing but you know I don't it wouldn't make a difference. I mean, for us, because it's such a small industry, if you had experience, uh, that tends to stand out more than anything else, you know, name or or pronouns or whatever, it wouldn't matter Um, if you had experience. We'd be like, yes, please, (laughs) we'd love to interview. But for me, I think if it became, like if I was more, more, much more corporate, you know, I used to, I was in private, but... I don't really see us as corporate, um, but if I was, then I would just, uh, in, just in order to get rid of bias, and like you said, I'd, I'd ask HR to go through all the resumes and just take out the, the person's name and any pronouns or anything, because then it just doesn't even matter. You're literally just reading it, and, you know, it would then mean that I would account for my biases, anybody else's biases, whatever. It would just get rid of it. You look at the resume. If you like it, you interview the person. I think that to me would be the best standard practice like just to have the resume of a b and c and whatever and then see how you proceed because I do the we do the same thing like the the hiring manager would call and then we would send the list out to the panel and say you know did you want to interview anybody else and they have access to the, the original platform and everything but you know who has the time honestly if somebody's gone through and sometimes we can have 300 applicants and if somebody's gone through and you have you know when I've just been on the panel and not been on the as a hiring manager I just go through if it looks all right I go yeah sure mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yes yeah, so you're not necessarily you know always going to be looking for those things you know that we're not excluding a certain group so. yeah yeah okay interesting mm. yeah I've never had one I mean I've, I've I've hired as well I've been hiring manager never seen that on the CV and I but I imagine as time as we move forward mm. in the future that we will see more and more of yeah, that probably. and I just think maybe that some of these hiring managers are a bit old-fashioned and traditional in the 
in how they think and yeah. don't necessarily um, I'm trying to think why you would have a bias what could you possibly be thinking about when you see that that's what I'm trying to think what do you think well I mean maybe people don't necessarily have an issue with it but they think oh maybe it's a bit more of a problem you know maybe I have to then make accounts for this person because you know maybe they want to be treated in a different way or maybe you know whatever the case and they may not be prepared and plus especially if they don't know what that means Mm. you know sometimes they just don't know what a they them pronoun actually means in a functional workplace or something you know and it probably just doesn't even mean anything except for oh you need to call them they them but they might not know that you know the hiring person may not know that so it may mean something that they're not what does it mean that's really interesting you say that because I'm thinking about okay if I'd have got a they them what would I think well from what just from what I know now I know that they want to be referred to as they and them. So if I'm talking about them, I'd have to use they and them, and and I'll probably make mistakes. Yeah, exactly. There's that. And the other thing as well is, um, but then when you're talking to them, it's it's unlikely there's going to be mistakes, more when you're talking about them, that the mistakes can happen. And that's more likely to happen in, if we're in a meeting and I'm talking to somebody else about them, Mm. or if I'm writing an email mm. talking about them those that's why now I try and change my behavior and to not say she and her use that at all in my written because you don't need to actually. yeah you can say someone's name but I think there might also be a fear of asking what that means you know because people are afraid to go oh you're you've written they them what does that mean exactly what do you need to you know because it might be you know seen as being discriminatory or something yeah. because yeah. you pointed it out and you know yeah yeah I think some I know I get that fear it's yeah. like if I start asking questions about this am I going to be perceived as being you know prejudiced or discri- yes. you know, discriminatory especially if we don't get the role yeah exactly so that I can understand that kind of fear and I'm thinking well what about bathrooms Oh yeah, exactly. What does that mean about using the bathroom? What does and I'd be ask I like I'd be asking the question. Mm. Now, would I? Yeah, I would. I'd ask. But then if they don't get hired, they could be like, oh well, that was the reason why I didn't get hired. They didn't yeah. they were asking me all these questions about bathrooms and stuff that, you know, maybe they didn't like my responses and therefore exactly. Do you yeah. know what else? This is what some really important, really, really big organizations and for HR to be really all over this. They mm. need to, because they're about the law, they're about yeah. um, what you can ask, what you can't ask, what you can say, what you can't say. HR, like, honestly, like, I'm, I mean, I honestly, I feel like they might muddle it up even more than, you know, like, I, I feel like they'll go either one way where you don't mention it, you don't talk about it, you don't do anything like you you're too likely to be sued or something or they over complicate it in some way and you know they might put out a questionnaire that you have to do before your you know interview or something and then you know it can it can go either way but it's important like it's important to have a really good HR well-trained well all all over this stuff uh, guide you But I, without that guidance, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be like asking the questions. I bring them in. I'll say, "Hey, this is the first time someone's identified 
um, as they then apply for a job. We're interested in what that means to you. How does that play out for you in the workplace so that we mm-hmm. understand? And that I would ask, that would be one of my questions besides all the other stuff. Because it's important uh, because we've already learned how she plays out. We've already learned how he plays out, he, him. Yeah plays out but we haven't learned how they then plays out and maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't make any difference and that's fine then they can tell you that yeah yeah exactly all right anyway okay next story so apparently this thing called that if you ever watch synchronized swimming at the olympics i have yes i like it I like the little pegs on the nose and the yes. swimming hats and it just looks so elegant, right? It does, especially when they go upside down. Especially when they go upside down. Like, wow, beautiful. And it is an Olympic sport. And the last Olympics was 2022, was it? No, it wasn't last year. When was the last Olympics? I think it was last year. 2020? Whatever, I'm terrible. Wait, I'm I couldn't figure it out which what leap year meant like <laughs> the other day <laughs> oh wow i have no hope sorry it's <laughs> okay. okay so anyway now men are to compete in what was once previously known as um, synchronized swimming so now what will be referred to as artistic swimming at the Olympics so they yes so I'm reading an article from AP News now AP I don't know what that sounds for it might be American Press or something AP News it's very American centric so it's definitely American related and so it's published in July this year and it talks about Fukuoka, Japan. I don't know what that means. Snicker, it says, snicker if you wish, guffaw, guffaw, for good measure. Bill May and other male synchronized swimmers, now called artistic swimmers, have heard the put downs before, but they're getting the last laugh. Men have competed in synchro at the lower levels for decades. Now they're being included in the Olympics, meaning next year's Summer Games in Paris. So it was 2020 then, it was next year. I think it's a huge opportunity for the sport to grow and attract more men. May. So May is the name of this guy, Bill May. Yeah, yeah, okay. May told the Associated Press, that's AP, Associated Press, at the World Aquatics Championships. By keeping men out, you're limiting the sport. By including men, you're going to see an upshift in the popularity and the numbers. May looks like a lean bodybuilder. He was among the first men to compete when Synchro was included in the world's, in the world's, in the world's aquatic championships for the first time in 2015. And he worked for 17 years at Cirque du Soleil doing water-themed shows. He has come out of competitive retirement for a chance to compete at the Olympics. There's always been that misconception that it's a female-only sport or that it's for wimps or that it's not a difficult sport. The 44-year-old, imagine 44 and 45 <laughs> the Olympics. Um, 44-year-old May said, anyone that has anything negative to say about the sport 
boy, female, anyone, just try it and you'll know it's the most difficult sport in the world. Now, this is not the synchronized swimming that your parents or grandparents watched, the water ballet that made few waves below the flowery rubber caps and the permanent smiles. It's estranged from the sports introduced at the 1984 LA Olympics. The acrobatic team event in particular features lifts, throws and flips and diving routines launched off the shoulders of teammates treading water below. It's gymnastics on water and concussions are a risk. So you've got interested men often confront the stereotypes. And then the guy goes on to talk about how he dreamed of being a synchronized swimmer and this kind of bullying and slander and hate he experienced because of his gender. Uh, and he said he wanted to quit a lot. Mm. And then he'd get a lot of comments about why was he doing a female sport? Why are you being like a girl? Um, and he said there are about 100 men in the US participating. And that's good, but low. Mm. Um, what else does he say? And he just says there aren't a lot of countries with strong males in the international competition. Um, so there might not be a lot of men in the Olympics in that artistic swimming. But I just think it's interesting, isn't it, that um, some of the fears that they'll be seen as a wimp, that it's a women's sport, that women might resent the men competing in the sport. Um, I mean, I can get the last bit. But yes. <laughs> Wait, what, what do you get about the last bit? I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm not, I don't know many, I don't know any synchronized swimmers, but I, I wonder if they find it like, oh, you know, now men are trying to get into this domain as well. I mean, I personally, I don't think it will be any issue. I think any person should be able to compete in any sport they wanted to. But if this has yeah. been traditionally um, a female sport it would be interesting to know uh, what the women think yeah it would be wouldn't it mm. I just think you've got to flip it if you think that, if you think that mm. you know is it okay for women to play football soccer is it okay for women to play basketball things yeah. that traditionally men yeah but it's it's not so much for me I would think that it, it's not okay for them to play it's the fact that the teams are mixed they huh. don't because women are forced to be in women's teams right it's not like they play with the men um and that came out recently in an article that I saw with surfing where they were told that a bunch of female surfers wanted to compete in the in the um uh in the competition where there was bigger prize money and they were told well if you want to compete then you have to register and whatever and they wouldn't the 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 organizers wouldn't give the women any allowances they said no I'm sorry you have to just if you register then you know I don't know there was a bit of a mix-up anyway so this person got all of her friends to register so all the registrations were taken up by women like when it first opened because she's like well if this is the only way they'll make it happen and so then they opened it up even further so that the men could still compete even though only women had registered it seemed a little bit odd so I don't know I, I just feel like sometimes 
you know, women are definitely compete in so many different sports, but they're certainly not given the same prize money. They're certainly not paid the same, and they're certainly not allowed to play with the men. I don't know if you'd want to, but yeah. right, yeah, yeah. That's good point, Mino. Whereas if you if you're a man and you want to do you know artistic swimming, it's not like oh you have to make up your own team now because I I guarantee women who wanted to play football or you know you know basketball whatever they then had to go form teams you know find the female players who would into and I, I imagine that was quite the uphill battle but for artistic swimming men are just joining already female teams yeah and so, also getting the training the coaching yeah. to get to grow and improve that's taken years to get like yeah. you know got the women's world cup here it's taken years to get to that quality and that level a hundred percent and they've had to probably endure so much more so I think that may be where some people might be a bit resentful, not so much that men are competing. I don't think anybody has an issue with men wanting to compete in the sport. It's that yet again, if they if they want to do a sport and, you know, uh, the bullying and whatever is totally unfair, but they just join the female team. Whereas, you know, even now that's not happening with women's teams, you know. Yeah, I see your point. I get that. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's like, would, would women want to join men's teams? That's exactly, 100%. I mean, I certainly think they would want to join if it meant that, you know, you get more, you get paid fairly and you get more recognition, you get better prize money and stuff, then, yeah, why wouldn't you, you know? Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Good good points. Mino, welcome back. Yeah, well. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. So you're right, like, you know. And any, but in any case, the Olympics have put a, a, a limit. The same teams must can have a maximum of eight members and a limit of two men. How do they put a limit? Is that weird? Do they think that the men will, right, men will compete in only t- only team events at the Olympics, and teams have a maximum of eight members with a limit of two men, which means men might crowd out some women. I don't get that. That's literally what I've just read. How can men crowd out women if there's only two men in a team of two out of six? Well, is that why they've put the limit so they don't crowd them out? Well, that's what I would have thought, but that's not what I just read, is it? It says men will compete in only team events at the Olympics. Teams have a maximum of eight members with a limit of two men, which means men might crowd out some women. I don't get that. But anyway, um. Asked about any acrimony, two-time American Olympian Anita Alvarez replied, no, not at all. Alvarez has blacked out twice in the last two years while competing and had to be resuscitated. She's been, yeah, no. She's been cleared to compete with no diagnosis except physical or mental exhaustion. Holding her breath for too long underwater is also suspected. Men can add some physicality to routines and their presence could lead to a wider audience. Alvarez also credits May with choreography skills that he picked up with Cirque du Soleil. Having the inclusion of both males and females will make it more open for young boys and young girls to dream of being in the Olympics. Parents wanting to start their kids. All right, yeah, Alvarez says. Um, and they're training eight hours a day. They're treading water all day. Jeez. And um, holding your breath, not touching the bottom. I think that's a hard sport 
in water oh my god it'd be exhausting yeah 100 percent Oh it's certainly God. not what's that is it in the olympics the one where they like like you know push the ball and then they sweep in front of it <laughs> yes <laughs> curling yeah. curling right yes different categories it's interesting. Or, or golf or golf like yeah. wouldn't it be interesting mixed teams that's another thing but i mean Either if you're going to have single sex teams and you've got to pay them the same. Mm. And I mean, we had this talk, I had this discussion with Bavna when we were talking about the FIFA Women's World Cup, because that's a big, big problem. They're not getting paid. They're yeah. not getting the same, not getting paid the same. That's, that's a country specific thing in their countries. But I mean, it's, you know, we've got a gender pay gap in lots of countries with the general workforce. And it might be like 10%, 8%. You know, yeah. like in those kind of numbers, but with the women's footballers, it was like thousands of percent. It was, it's what you call taking the piss. Yeah, <laughs> thousands of percent. And the prize money, FIFA, FIFA could give them the same prize money. Yeah, or FIFA because Joe, Joe wants to slap me every time I say it wrong. <laughs> Joe is our mutual friend, very, very into sports mm. and knows a lot about sports. And when I say get something wrong, she gives me the look. Yes. I so can't tell you how many times I said FIFA. And she's like, it's not FIFA, it's FIFA. FIFA. <laughs> oh, could pay them the same money. They got the money. Yeah, they got the they money, do. honey. Mm, yeah. And aside from the money, they don't even get the same brand deals. They don't get, you know. Yeah. And, and that's. And that was what Bavna said, well, we don't get the same sponsorships. And I was like, that's, that's, that's true. And hopefully it's getting better mm. now and this year and moving forward. But it doesn't matter if FIFA have money, they could still, they get, they get percentages, they get cuts of everybody playing yeah. football. So they have the money. If they want to play, pay them. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, mm. interesting. Mixed teams. I wonder how that would work. How would that go? Yeah, that, I think it would be interesting. Is that the next, or maybe they just need to have another level that is mixed teams? Like you can have male, like male, female, and then mixed, and they should be a professional team. Yeah, because they do it in tennis. You do mixed doubles all the time. That's true. So why wouldn't you in, you know? You should have a mixed, baseball. yeah, they should have a mixed competition in every single sport. Mm. That would be interesting. Yeah, except for the rugby. I mean, rugby. I yeah, because I'm just like, ugh. I don't know. Black I don't know. Didn't, wasn't there the whole that guy who used to stick his finger up people's bums and like bite people in the ear and stuff? Like, I don't know. It just seems so. Like, it seems so stupid. Anyway. The girls doing the same thing. Would they really? No, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, you never know. I don't know. I, I doubt it doesn't it. sound <laughs> like fun to me though yes exactly I can't just I just can't yeah no, it doesn't sound like fun all right okay. no. moving on then I think yeah. time for a what would you do oh yeah so I had a scenario I have a scenario for you so this happened to a friend of mine actually so I have a quite a corporate you know workplace and a relatively small team I think like 
you know, five to 10 or something. Their immediate team, I think, is only like five people, but their wider team can go up to like five, 10, you know, whatever. Anyway, so they do lots of, not lots, but some like after work drinks and things like that. And the team has, is, is diverse. So you've got, although less women, uh, but uh, they do, whenever they go out, it's like, they don't account for that diversity, it seems, because there's one Muslim team member and two Hindu team members who, so obviously um, the Hindus, the, these Hindus are vegetarian. And then the, obviously the Muslim team member needs halal food and they never account for this, the, the vegetarian or halal, especially when they go out to places like bars and things. They tend to have like those charcuterie boards that don't really, you know, these guys end up not having food. And then, you know, recently they went to a boss's house for a get together and the boss ordered pizza. And there were the rest, weirdly only pepperoni with one vegetarian and just, you know, which was nothing. And then they reordered, I think, more food. Um, and again, it was only pepperoni pizza. So it's just in this case. What would you do? What would I do? Oh my goodness. <laughs> to me, this is just weird in the sense that for me, it's weird because I've worked in corporates and we've done events and, hmm. you know, we've had Christmas dinners and done whatever. And every time we got sent out the list, who's coming, any dietary requirements, hmm. that would be a standard for a work organized eating, drinking kind of thing. So that obviously isn't happening. Maybe yeah. it's smaller because I'm talking like a lot of people. You know, yeah. I'm talking like a minimum of like 30 people. Maybe that's like it's yeah. not as many. Yeah. So maybe we we also work in an industry that is female dominated. Okay. Okay. And so you're saying there's a lot of men in this team. Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking maybe it's just not something that occurs to them. Possibly, like, yeah. You know, they're yeah. not used to it. Whereas I think women are naturally, I mean, maybe I'm, yeah, I don't know. You, you, yeah. You're using a stereotype for sure. Yeah, I am definitely using a stereotype, but I feel like women are ten, tend to have to think about other people's needs a little bit more. You only have to think about other people when you have to think about other people and you choose to. Because yeah. like, I, like, for example, men that are teachers would have to think about things like that because... Mm -hmm looking after lots of kids and that's part of the job so it becomes a habit mm. so not all women and not all women necessarily think about that either mm. but like when we have we do our friends things yeah oh my god everybody caters for everybody's diet we've got peanut allergies got gluten-free yes we've got all vegetarians we've got at christmas we have all this mix and we come and we accommodate each other's dietary needs yeah when we go for dinner, we're thinking, you know, looking at the menus of places we might, might go and we're thinking, what can some everybody there eat? Yes. Something? So yeah. to me, it's like, what? Mm. How is this team? I mean, anyway, this friend that said this told you this, like, which friend is it? Is it the friend, is a friend that can eat anything or is it a friend that doesn't eat? Yes. Anything? Like, basically, the, they can eat anything. Right. But they've just noticed, you know, okay. maybe. You know, and they've actually, so they did mention it to their boss because um, they're actually sort of in the upper end of the hierarchy, I would say. So these guys who don't have enough food, they've never mentioned it, but he has. 
and once it's changed but other than that it's just reverted back to the same so yeah exactly so it's a little bit odd that it continues to happen I don't know it is and then do you know what it is it's like I'll tell you what it's like a bit as well though let's let's be fair about changing your behavior right it's not necessarily going to be like this unless the only way it's like this is if you're doing inner work inner subconscious work with the likes of me and that's that's the difference or if it's like some strong emotional thing that's happened that's like you know that's how phobias are created some really strong emotional thing creates this fear and this behavior how you react to that um or something else maybe it's a positive thing some really strong emotional thing will help you change a behavior otherwise it's repetition and constantly having to be reminded now for those people just telling the boss once and he's forgotten obviously fine that boss either needs to do something that will help him remember I don't know put a note record whatever he needs to do but also the people that it impacts to speak up now I know there's these two minds it's like why should I have to constantly keep telling people yes there's that that idea but if they've never even said it once Mm -hmm. uh, but you right you shouldn't have to keep telling people and plus and plus you can it can feel like or this could be the perception. If I have to keep saying that, they're going to think I have a problem. They're going to mm. think I'm complaining. I'm not grateful. Blah 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 blah. But you know, I'm just surprised those people keep going. I'd be. I'd, I'm not going somewhere for food and not eating. Mm. I'm not not being able to eat food. I'd be very pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> I get hungry. Yes, <laughs> I can imagine me too. I think in the corporate world, you kind of have to go, especially if you're you know starting out or whatever because yeah you don't want to be not a team player yeah Yeah. but it's important to build connections with your team get to know your team people to get to know what you like out of work because it does help your working relationships absolutely 100 but yeah I think those people and then the other thing a boss might think I mean we're all speculating here the boss might think well they've not said anything maybe it's not such a big deal yeah maybe uh, so it, i think the people that impact should, should probably say something yeah. um not in a conflict you know confrontational way just say or suggest a place that where they can eat mm. they just get asked every time to p- suggest somewhere because they're then probably going to pick somewhere where there's people can be accommodated i don't know where they can eat at least yeah i mean i don't know like if off the top of my head if anyone in our group was halal I wouldn't really know how to address that other than buying meat if I was cooking buying meat that's halal yeah how easy is that to find it's fairly easy one of our friends the first time I moved in I think she came over you might come over as well but the butcher down the road happens to be halal so uh, yeah so I made sure I went to that butcher and got halal meat consider it of you know but I don't know how easy it would be to find halal in North North Shore, but I don't know. I don't know. I've never tried. You never know. Yeah. But that's that's the thing. Is it just about the meat? I wouldn't know enough, but it doesn't matter. Ask the people impacts, really. Yeah. What can they eat? But yeah. vegetarian's not hard. Come on. Yeah. I mean, there's so many choices. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and they, they just happen to go to this 
one particular place that is very, they love going to this place, which is very meat heavy. Whereas literally across the road is an Asian place where you would get like, obviously halal as well as, you know, vegetarian food in abundance, but they happen to go. yeah you need to think about those things especially if you're managing that team or leading that team lead by example please yeah that leader needs some needs some needs a coach yeah exactly Uh, anyway what would you do because you are a manager oh yeah no I'm all over that because food is like what I think about most of the time so even when I took my team out to lunch because there are vegans and gluten-free and you know um, vegetarian people in the team so I just actually sent out the menu first and I said you know let me know um, if this is okay send me suggestions if you want to go somewhere else I'm open I don't really care if it's food then I'm happy Um, so yeah people replied especially the guys with the dietary requirements they replied and said oh yes this menu looks good for me so that's fine so it worked out really well and obviously the half of the team shared you know because you know we could order but the the guys with the you know um, who didn't who had requirements they preferred to have their own dish you know so I'm like oh that makes sense so yeah that makes sense good good yeah because I know I know I feel sometimes I feel like oh I get annoyed with my dietary requirements sometimes. But I mean, at the end of the day, my health's a priority. Yeah. Or your religion's really strong faith is a priority. Um, So what's, you know, what's important? How's it hurting anyone else, really? Yeah, exactly. All about just being a little bit more mindful. Yeah, mindful of others um and the whole point is connecting so if you want people to not be start hungry gosh I get hungry. yeah exactly yeah wow interesting very good thank you for that one mm. oh. yeah that's all, all got time for this week yeah mm. right. it's lovely to see you and chat to you again it's <laughs> good, good to have you here all right, well, I'll hope maybe speak to you again very soon. <laughs> Bye for now then. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have as much fun with us today as we did. If what you heard resonated with you, don't forget to show the love and like our YouTube channel, All One with Tracy G. Give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform is lucky enough to have this episode because they rock too. Feel free to email stories or questions at alloneinclusive at gmail.com and sign up for my newsletter if updating yourself about everything which goes down sounds like something right up your alley at tracygandu.com. Until the next time, see ya!